It's time for Chic Shit Only. Hi, everybody. It's me, Lauren Zima. And I am feeling, oh, so festive in this very red, very sequined and sparkled top I'm wearing. Um, Tis the season, you know, and the reason for the season is so that we can all feel a bit of joy, as has been much needed. That slant rhymed. Um, Welcome to the podcast, everybody. I am coming to you with this episode having just pre-taped for Entertainment Tonight, our weekend Christmas show, our Christmas weekend show, which is part of why I'm all decked out. Um, Although red is also my power color, my favorite color of all time. So Christmas is really a moment for me. Um, So I've just done that. And I've also just come off of one of the absolutely chicest weekends of my fucking life. Okay, let me, if I may, indulge in speaking about myself for a moment, um, just to share with you the time of the year I've just had, which is, I think, supposed to be the time that's all about ourselves, my birthday. Um, Chris Harrison just fucking knocked it out of the park and down the highway and over the field and under the bridge, as far as it could go, he sent it with this year's birthday gift. Um, You may have seen on my Instagram stories, he presented my gift to me in this very magical way, in this very surprise kind of a way. He first got me a candle that um, was one of those homesick brand candles that is like a city or a state, and it was a New York candle. And at first I'm a bit confused, you know, because I'm opening this at my little birthday dinner with uh, Chris and my brother and my brother's lovely girlfriend. And, um, you know, I love candles. I sure do. But I'm like, is this it? You know? (laughs) And I was also baffled because why New York? Yeah, we live in Los Angeles. Um, I I mean, we we live in Austin. I I didn't understand. I didn't understand. Um, And... I also thought, you know, what does New York smell like? That's a question I instantly had about the candle. So all these thoughts are going through my mind at a, you know, within about five seconds. And I think, uh, not to stereotype, but if you're a woman, like we do that. Like I think a hundred thoughts in a minute and half those thoughts could result in some kind of argument if I wanted to take it down that road. The other half are joyous and borderline psychotic. I don't know. But I looked at this candle that said New York and I thought, you know, what does New York smell like? Do I want to smell that? Because if you've been to New York, um, all my love, I love the city of New York, love it, adore it, have thought about living there. But it smells like hot trash, right? You know, like hot urine in the summer. I mean, the trash is left out on the streets. The sewer grates are releasing fumes. You see that in movies. It's real in New York. I think in a lot of movies, when that happens in a city environment, it's like, you know, quite staged looking, but in New York, there's really hot air coming out of the sewer grates. You can see it and it's trash air, you know, it's sewage air. So what air will this candle bring to my life? You know, so I had questions, but luckily uh, they've gone with an upstate New York scent. And again, I adore the city, but it's, it smells aren't pretty. And the upstate New York smell was um, just like, fall and apple picking. And, you know, it's at undertones of hay. Again, I had another question. I'm thinking quickly. I'm reading the candle box as I'm opening this gift. And I'm like, what's an undertone of hay? You know, a little earthy hay can be kind of a dirty scent. If it's been rained on, if you've ever, you know, been to a pumpkin patch and sat on a bale of hay as you went on a horse ride and a horse drawn ride, and it it smelled like, like it had been rained on. It was moldy hay. I don't want to smell that. Anyway, the scent was lovely. It was glorious. It was fall-like, and the undertones of hay were just perfectly played in the New York candle. It said that it was the scent of the Adirondacks. Am I saying that right? Um, So yes, that was just lovely. But again, I'm like, what's this gift? And then I get another gift bag, and inside there is another candle. And it was a candle that was shaped molded, golden, like a snitch. A snitch from Harry Potter? Yes, 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 yes. Then I'm getting a little more excited. I'm like, oh, is this a myriad, a collection of candles that I will enjoy? Because again, I do love New York. Like I go to for their, I go uh, there for work a lot and 
I love Broadway and I love um, like the city at the holidays is one of my favorite things because New York's always so beautifully decorated and intimate. I'm from Chicago. Chicago does the holiday decorations well as well. I gotta be honest, Los Angeles, not so much. We don't really decorate well here. And um, in New York, you know, the season's actually changing and like the restaurants and all the spaces in New York are a bit smaller. So it just feels very intimate, especially when decorated. Anyway, I open this snitch candle. And when I say I open, I mean, I opened it twice because I pulled it out of the gift bag and it was wondrous enough already. But of course, when you get a candle, you're like, I want to smell it. The snitch candle opened just as an actual real, because yes, snitches are real, candle would in Harry Potter, just as a snitch would, it opened. And inside the snitch candle was a printout of tickets to go see Harry Potter and the Cursed Child on Broadway in New York. Oh, what a fabulous gift. I was so happy. I was overjoyed. I cried tears of joy. If I sound tired, it's because I just had the most wonderful weekend. And I am a bit, but in all the best ways. So it was, I opened these gifts on my birthday. And then this, that coming weekend, which is now last weekend, we were going to see the award-winning musical, the Tony award-winning, I'm sorry, it's not a musical. God, oh my gosh, what if it was? Now I want to write Harry Potter the musical. Why wasn't it? I mean, there are magical songs to be sung. I'm going to think about this. I'm going to get my girls who uh, wrote the Bridgerton musical on this, perhaps. Harry Potter the musical. Let's think about it, JK. Okay? Okay. Um, so went to go see the Tony Award winning, Olivier Award winning out of London play Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. I believe it to be the most winningest new play out of London, like ever, I think. Um, it was so incredible. Saw it, you know, on Broadway. Broadway is back and to see it like with people and just to experience the magic that they achieved with this show. What a gift. Thank you, Chris Harrison. He just crushed it. He just cast a spell over my birthday in the best possible way. Um, if you haven't seen the play, go check it out. It's so spellbinding. <laughs> Truly the special effects in this play, I won't give anything away, but the story is basically, as we know, um, oh my gosh, I mean, I guess spoiler alert, if you're 20 years or more late on reading Harry Potter or seeing the movies, spoiler alert, Harry and Ron and Hermione grow up and have kids, right? Okay, they don't die. <laughs> God, I'm sorry if I spoiled that for anyone. <laughs> you, you know they don't. Okay. Um, and this story, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, is the story of some of their kids going to Hogwarts. And that's all I'll say. But um, it's so incredible. And the special effects that they do in this show, you feel like you're witnessing magic. I mean, Chris and I both work in media, so we're like sort of familiar with production, obviously. I mean, not on a special effects level, but we can kind of see past the curtain on some things. We were sitting there going, how are they doing this? Wait, where did that thing go? Where did that person go? How are they doing this? The things that they do with CGI in the films, they do just with, you know, probably a trap door and a swish of a cape in the movies. I mean, in the play. Um, but it is incredible. And um, yeah, I could talk about it for an hour, but I won't bore you with that. And I'll just tell you, go see the play if you haven't. And the theater's so cool. They literally redo the whole theater for the show. Like the carpet is Harry Potter and the ceiling is enchanted and it is just so fabulous. I enjoyed every minute of it. I, I, I stood up in applause at the end. Um, it was just wonderful. And I also just felt so overjoyed because it was a reminder that, you know, my life partner, Chris Harrison, loves me exactly as I am. I am a theater geek who loves wizardry. <laughs> and he loves that. And it made me so happy. And it just confirmed for me so much, you know, that we all the biggest thing I would tell anybody about finding the person for you is find the person you can be the person you are with. Um, because 
he never makes fun of me for it. He embraces it. You know, there was honestly a couple sitting near us and the person, there was clearly one person who was a Harry Potter fan in this couple and the other was not. And the not, the muggle, (laughs) was like complaining about being there and fell asleep during the show and to be honest, got a little trashed. Um, And I was just like, you know, why are you here? These tickets aren't cheap. Why are you here? I would have said to my partner, you know, if you really are going to like poo-poo it, I would have said, go see this without me because I'm a fucking muggle through and through. And um, I'll catch you later for dinner. And I will say that's one great thing about the fandom. You never feel alone. You know, I went to that theater and I felt I'm surrounded by my friends. We all know and love this thing. Um it's a conversation starter at the very least. So yeah, but Chris went and he does like, he didn't read the books, but he's seen the movies or at least he definitely has now, (laughs) but he loves theater too. And we just like appreciated the show together. I was kind of like giving him a little bit of explainers at some points, but he was wrapped up in it. And then, oh, my heart couldn't have been touched anymore. We got back to the hotel and you know, those Harry Potter movies are just on some TV channel especially during the holidays. They are just on all day, every day on some TV channel or another. So he, on his own, no no pushing from me, finds Harry Potter on TV and he's watching the movies. Like anytime we had a free second in the hotel room all weekend, it was so great. And you know, he asked me a question. He said, okay, wait a minute. How, and this is for the fans, how did Dumbledore open the snitch and get what he got inside the snitch. If only Harry could have opened the snitch because Harry was the one who caught the snitch. And I said, whoa, you just blew my mind with that question. And if anyone knows the answer to that question, please do let me know in the comments below. But I think sometimes the answer just that Dumbledore is the most powerful wizard that there was, you know, is that sometimes the answer? I think it is. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with sometimes just leaning into, hey, there's a spell for that. You know, there's a potion for that. There's a curse for that. Sometimes we just have to say that. (sighs) But JK, she was on top of those details, you know. Anyway, um, the show was magical. And my birthday weekend was so, like, thought out. Chris had booked us incredible dinner reservations. Um, (laughs) I did see. A friend of mine sent me a screenshot of... um, I, I guess somebody had sent into Demois that Chris and I were at a restaurant, but they hadn't even said that Chris and I were there. They'd sent in Chris Harrison slugging wine at this restaurant Lartuzzi that we went to, which was, by the way, also incredible. Some of the best Italian food I've ever had. And thank you to Nikki, our wonderful server. Um, Chris Harrison was slugging wine, they said. It's so interesting how a narrative can um, be presented. It also could have been that this person could have said, Chris Harrison and fiance celebrating her birthday with a bottle of wine at this restaurant. But no. Uh, Were we slugging wine? Maybe. I don't know. Slugging seems like a bad word and it reminds me of Horace Slughorn. And how do I always tie everything back to Harry Potter? It's becoming a problem. Do I have to reel it in? No, I don't think so. Do I? Let me know in the comments below. Um, So yeah, we just had a wonderful, well, I guess to recap and put a button on that um, and a pin in it. Yeah, it's just, it's funny how like one moment can be, you know, we all have our versions of the truth and the gray area is usually the reality. We all have our own perceptions of reality. Muggles can't see magic in their perceptions. Anyway, Um, he had, you know, made dinner reservations. He'd bought these tickets six months ago, back in July. Um, he, I I came to find out he had just really thought of so much and it really is the thought that counts, you know? Um, it's not like the price tag that comes with a birthday celebration or a gift. For me, it's so much the effort, like the fact that he, found a snitch candle that opened. I didn't even know he knew what a snitch was and put the gift in there and made it like magical to get the gift. I, I was so, so happy. So, so happy. And there, I wish there was a more descriptive word. It's a magical word for happy. I was spellbound. 
I was. Um, so that was my birthday, and uh, I was just talking about it. But, you know, part of the reason I wanted to discuss it was because, I mean, Chic of the Week is Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Go see that show. I know it plays in New York, and I heard it's opening again in January in San Francisco. Um, like many shows, it unfortunately was put on a pandemic pause. Um, and I know it plays in a few big cities the world over, so go see it if you haven't. The chicest shit I've ever seen on Broadway, for sure. <laughs> um, and... Yeah, that that I'll justify that as why I'm talking about Harry Potter so much. Um, so that was just incredible. And you know what? New York did not smell like hot trash when we were there. It's just lovely to be in New York in the winter. Um, the trash is chilled and the holiday decor is up and everyone's festive. And like we were just walking in the city streets. We had lovely sunshine, even with the chill in the air. Just some of my favorite weather. It was beautiful. In my head, I could hear the Harry Potter theme coming with me everywhere I went all weekend. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, it, it was it was lovely to, like, uh, just be out with people, you know? Like, in L.A., we don't get to walk around. So it's so nice to walk around the city streets of New York. Um, and, yeah, anyway, it was a dream, and I'm grateful. And find a partner who loves you for who you are and supports who you are. Doesn't love you in spite of who you are, but loves you for who you are and embraces and admires it. Yes. Um, and yeah, other than that, uh, if we're getting into some shit of the week, because there is always a shit of the week, isn't there? And you know what? I'll give the shit of the week to the person who showed up and wasn't into it. <laughs> because I have to say, that's the difference, right? Like, if you're gonna go do your person's thing, I mean, I'm not saying that if I go sit at a sports game with Chris Harrison that I'm like into it and I'm like watching each play and I know the score, but I'm having a good time. I'm talking to people, I'm having a snack, I'm enjoying. I'm not like complaining and falling asleep, you know? Just don't there it's that subtle but important difference between chic and shit isn't it <laughs> the chic partner supports you on your thing like maybe they don't always go do it with you chris isn't gonna like read all the harry potter books with me not yet anyway maybe we'll see i've cast a spell anyway um but he went to go see the show he supported it he's into it great but then the shit person <laughs> is the one who might go, but then complains, you know, or makes fun of you for it. Like it actually took me a long time to realize this distinction in relationships because somebody just showing up for you isn't enough. It really isn't. Somebody's got to show up for you and be there for you at the same, like show up for you and step up for you. That's really the difference. It's not just your physical body being present. And it definitely isn't your physical body being present and you being negative or making fun of something. It's that support. It's the difference. And uh, it's harder to spot than I than we might think. You know, I know I was in some relationships when I was younger and I thought, well, the person's here. Well, you know what? That's not enough. It's not enough. I got to say it. Uh, I'd rather have, you know, I'd rather be by myself than just have another body in the room. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So those were the chic of the week and the shit of the week. And they both have to do with the always chic Harry Potter franchise. Um, anyway, I have just so enjoyed recapping all that with you guys. Um, also, if anybody notes that I'm not wearing my engagement ring, that's true. I'm not wearing it right now. If you can see it in the video, um, I picked out a setting for it and, um, it's getting put together. So I'm so excited and, uh, I can't wait to see it. And, um, it's funny how in like this quick of a time, I already feel like a little weird without having it on, which is quite nice to feel like I, I want it there. <laughs> don't, you don't just show up, you step up. Okay. You don't just wear the ring. You miss the ring. Anyways. Um, now would love to welcome our guest. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. And I am joined by oh, Sheena, my queen, Sheena Melwani. <laughs> Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm so great. I'm so glad this is finally happening. I feel like we've been talking about doing something since like April 2020. Yeah. 
probably right. Yes, that sounds about right. <laughs> Gina Melwani, you guys know her from her over 1 million subscribers on YouTube, her over 8 million subscribers on TikTok, her over 1.5 million subscribers on Instagram. And I say all those numbers like, more importantly, I wish like the numbers mean something, but more importantly, what I want to say about you is just your incredible content. Like you are someone where when I look at how people respond to what you make for us, to your singing, to your comedy, to your videos, people are so invested and involved because it's so joyful and fun and such a lovely little escape every time. Oh, you are so sweet. I feel like every time I hear these numbers and this, these wonderful things that people say, I I look around, I'm like, who are they talking about? (laughs) It's you, babe. It's you and the mysterious, the real Indian dad. The mysterious Indian dad. (laughs) Okay, Sheena, I have so many questions for you because, um, of course, and again, you guys all know Sheena from her singing and funny videos. And it all kind of started with what you called the interrupter series during the pandemic where you would sing and this character, the real Indian dad would comedically interrupt you with his commentary, his witty, loving roasts. Which we had no idea, by the way, was going to lead to all of this. Like this was a hundred percent fluke. Like this was not some big scripted moment. I wish I could take it, you know, take responsibility or say, take credit for the fact that I had this beautiful genius idea. I didn't, (laughs) I'm not that, you know, I'm, I'm not that person. Um, but it, it just sort of, for me, the whole thing started because during the pandemic, when everyone was looking for what to do with themselves and how to contribute, I turned to music. I turned to music because that's what I know how to do. And so I would log on, I would do these live concerts for people. And I mean, if it was just 20 people or if it was 200 people, I, I don't even know, I don't remember anymore, but it started off with a very, very small audience. And it just so happened one night, like I was, online. I was doing a live. I was taking requests in real time and I was already set up. I had my camera out. I had a little bit of makeup on my face and I was like, all right, I look kind of presentable. Let me just slap together a video to just put up some content on Instagram tomorrow. And so I started singing this song, this JP Sax song. If the world was ending, you'd come over, right? Very pandemic. (laughs) Yes. Very pandemic. (laughs) Excuse me. And here starts the interrupt, the interruptions. And I was like, what it and I just it, it was such a fluke that we happened to have the camera rolling and this is sort of how we are in our house but we just happen to catch it on camera and so you're singing you're an incredible singer songwriter and oh, the real Indian dad starts interrupting you commenting on the lyrics and then yeah. you lean into this really funny incredible content you found and start yeah. posting more of these videos it just, you know, it was a way for us to kind of disrupt the mundane, yeah. um, the, just the challenges that COVID presented. And it was a way for us to say, let's have some fun. Like, let's do something that sort of incorporates both of us. And even like just everybody in the house was just part of the the humor and part of the joy and part of the laughter. And it was giving us something to do. And it was giving us something to be laughing about. And it was giving something to be joyful. And, and then the messages started pouring in from people who were saying, finally, I'm like, not all consumed by all things COVID. Your content is so funny. It's so wholesome. It saved me. It's this, it's that. And that just like completely warmed my heart. And I realized like, this is, this is what I'm meant to do. (laughs) Like, this is just, this is it. Yeah. So can I ask, because you've revealed some stuff and like, you know, don't reveal anything if you don't want to, because I know there's still some, you know, mystery around the real Indian dad and all that. But what did you both do for work before you started these videos? I know you have an incredible singing voice, but did you have another job? And did he, and does he still, because I would imagine that your content is taking up a lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The content takes up a lot of time. It is a full-time job. This is officially my full-time job. Okay. Uh, Yes, he also does, did and does still have a very serious job, which is kind of, it's like um, necessity is the mother of all inventions. This is kind of why we went with that big emoji head because, you know, his profession is not one that really lends itself well to like creating content on social media or so we thought. And honestly, they've been great, but we just like to keep those worlds separate. Yeah. Uh, I had been a stay-at-home mom for many years. Um, in a previous, what feels like a previous lifetime, I was on like I, I sang in a wedding band and I've sung on you know in various places on various stages. I'm I'm a singer songwriter from years and years and years, and 
I had been doing that until I decided I'm going to stop for a minute. I'm going to take a beat. I want to have kids. I always wanted to have kids young. And I felt like for our family, it was right for me to be home with the kids. Uh, and I thought I, I would take six months or eight months off and I'd get right back into work. <laughs> and I'm sure you've heard this from a lot of women or moms that you have um, spoken with. It's never what you think it's going to be. And it's never what the time that you think you're going to need to devote. And some women look at me, I have one earring on. Look at <laughs> Okay. I'm just going to take them both off because I did not notice that. I feel like that's chapter 10 of your memoir. Yes. One earring on, you know, trying busy, it's doing it, looking good. Yes. This is right. One piece might be missing. (laughs) Being going back to what I was saying before I realized that I had only one earring on. Um, I thought that this was, this was just going to be a couple months, maybe a year. My son turned 11, (laughs) like in February. Wow. So I took a long time, like, you know, when I started going back to work after he turned about six or eight months, I just didn't have the heart to do it. And it seemed like he just really needed me there. And that was what felt right for us. So I would still write music. I still sang, but I sang just at home. Um, And, and then my daughter came a couple of years later and it was just, it felt right. It felt right to be home with them. They felt so little and they felt like they were only going to be little for just this short amount of time. And, and I just, I was all consumed by it. And I got caught up in everything mom related, you know, the, all the parenting blues and all the, like, you name it, I felt it. Like I felt the whole scope of it. And then I helped at the schools and this and that, like I did all the things that I wanted to do as a mom. I was completely satisfied in that sense, but there was always this part of me that felt like I needed to go back to what made your creativity. Me, yeah. What, what was my creative outlet? Exactly. And so before the pandemic started, my daughter was turning five. She had just started kindergarten. And that was the deadline that I had given myself. Like oh, you when thought Sarah I'm get her out of the start- house. You thought she'll be at yes. school during the day. <laughs> yes, 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 I did. And then <laughs> the pandemic. Hit. And then you became the teacher. <laughs> right. That's right. Um, but, you know, thankfully for, for us all, uh, I found a space online that I could kind of fill from home and I could yeah. be there for her. And it was challenging, but I could be there for my kids, but I could also create this content at night and I could be home. And now that they're all back in school, I do this full time. I do this all the, you know, through them, through my days. Uh, it is a full-time job, like you said, but I love yeah. it. I love every minute of it. I love wearing my heart on my sleeve. I love showing people that I'm not perfect, that I show up to interviews with one earring on. <laughs> 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 and I love being old to Sheena, one earring, Milwaukee, everybody. <laughs> but you know, well, I part of the reason I was so excited to talk to you, and there are many, but is that you really it's all coming from such a genuine place, and that's so clear. And I'm not, you know, trying to judge other influencers or whatever, but you know, you. I, we see a lot now people who are, and again, no judgment, but sort of starting with this intent for their career to be an influencer. And right. so I, I was always very interested in your journey and learning more about it because you clearly like had kids and were, you know, like busy doing other things. And then this is one of those born out of the pandemic, beautiful uh, situations where it seems like you were able to get back to what you love doing and actually like, really find that career for yourself it's like the best possible scenario in a social media world, you know, and and that's what I love. I mean, you nailed it. Yes. You (laughs) totally nailed it. This is exactly. And that's why I'm so grateful every single day for what I'm doing. And there are days that it's hard. Don't get me wrong. There are many, many, many nights that we're up late and we're wondering like, how did we get into this? Why? Because making videos on that level takes time. I think sometimes people don't realize how much time it takes to do quality content for even TikTok. A hundred percent. It takes hours to come up with content and edit the content and create it. And, you know, just everything. And a lot of what we do, like the reactions are kind of spontaneous. Um, But there's a lot that goes into making, like if there's a video that just doesn't seem appropriate, we won't put it up. If the reaction is not authentic. Like if there's a joke that was burnt, I don't hear it again. Like I can't fake my laughter. Um, or 
you know, there were a couple of videos where like, I didn't have any makeup on, but the, the joke and the reaction was so good. So it took me a minute to like wrap my head around the fact that, okay, I'm going to put this content up, even though I don't wow. look or feel my best. So wait a minute, <laughs> the real Indian dad's jokes don't always land. There's some that end up on the cutting room floor. <laughs> you didn't hear it here. Wow. <laughs> okay. Here's so something I was. Contrary to popular belief, <laughs> I don't spend 24 hours a day laughing my butt off. I'm normal. I have normal days. I have grumpy days where I have to dip into my vault. <laughs> and he is not. Wow. The jokes aren't always nailing no. it. Okay. No. I was so shocked to learn as I was doing my research for this, because I follow you. I watch your content. I don't know if I missed a video, but as I was researching, I found the CNN article on you from several months mm -hmm. ago. And I learned the real Indian dad is your husband. I just learned this. I feel like I'm a bad fan. I didn't know this. Oh. <laughs> I, I do, when do you think most people understand or know that at this point? Do some people still think he's your dad? Like, what do people think? Well, so I never said that he was my dad. I never said <laughs> right. it. No one ever said that. He is an Indian dad. I never said that he was mine. Um, and I think the people who have watched our content and understand the banter between us, um, they've kind of keyed into this. And sometimes people just kind of pass through and they're like, oh, this is kind of cool. This is interesting. And, and I think maybe it's, I, I don't want to, I don't want to say anything out of turn, but maybe it's because they look at me and they're like, oh, she probably doesn't look like she has two kids and maybe she could be home with her. I don't know. I have no idea. You know, I think part of it is the emoji because the emoji is gray haired mm -hmm. and you have incredible skin and you look about. 12. I don't, I don't mean that, number, but your skin's incredible. <laughs> um, you. but you know what, but I also think well, it's the like, real guy does have gray hair too. Right. <laughs> Look, I found my first gray in high school. You know, I mean, yeah. it's just, it is, but yeah, we, we have to do some, some hiding of the we gotta, gray. but I think it also speaks to like the wholesomeness of your content and it's so family friendly. And so it's sort of believable. Like it's, you know, there's nothing, uh, again, it's just so wholesome, but right. to learn this, really made me like have a lot of questions about your relationship and how doing this content has affected it. Like, did he all is he's your husband? Was he yeah. always like the roaster always kind of teasing everybody? That's his vibe. Yes, absolutely. Yes. This, this is literally what I think what really resonates well with people is that it's genuine. This yeah. is sort of the way that we are in our home. We try not to take things too seriously. We try to keep things light. We try to keep things fluid and moving and not sort of ruminate on things. And we really just, especially during such a sensitive time like COVID, mm -hmm. like we really use that time as a learning lesson or a teaching moment for like all of us, not just the kids, but all of us to just be light, yes. you know, maintain that lightness, keep the music present, keep the laughing present. Like it's not about where you are missing out on going to. It's about who you're with. It's about the quality of time that you're being, that you're spending together and the moments that you're creating together. It's the really chicest is. of messages, Sheena. My chic Sheena. Yes. Yes. I, I'm going to leave this with a lot of cool nicknames. I <laughs> One earring Sheena. Chic Sheena. Sheena the Queena. All the things. Oh, I love it. Your I name love is it. very uh, nicknameable. I love but has it. it, considering that you have added this full-time job of content creation to your plate and that you, both of you are so involved in it, your YouTube, your TikTok, and everybody follows Sheena if you don't, but how has that affected you two in terms of like your lightness or, I mean, look, I'll, I've got a fiance who's great at taking some yeah. pictures for me and he never complains, but I have sometimes wondered if this was my full-time job, how would he feel suddenly me being like, okay, and we got to take pictures and record. Like, how has that worked for you guys? Or does he just love it? And it's all good. I think that he really loves watching me in my element. I, and I think singing. he's, he's yeah. very, very supportive. And I think that this really, it's really nice that we can do this together. Um, and by the way, congratulations on your engagement. Oh, thank you. I was so happy for you when I saw that. And we were supposed to talk that week. And Sheena, <laughs> thank you again oh, for course. being 
Suprema Sheena um, and oh. for being best guest ever. We were supposed to have a, a, our podcast interview that week and Sheena yep. graciously like let me cancel on her because I got Not engaged. So thank you. I'm, I was just so happy for you. So uh, anyway, sorry for that sidebar. No, um, but yeah, it's, it's really cool to be with somebody who kind of sees this as like, and, and don't get me wrong. There are days where I know I'm not getting anything from there. Like I know that, that those walls are, the, the doors are closed. Okay. And the I windows are closed. Say, yep. The, Close windows the windows are closed. The windows are closed and I need to figure this out on my own. And those days are, you know, they're, everybody goes through those yeah. moments. But what I'll say is that it's really easy for us to like wrap up fights. <laughs> it's really easy for us to just move on because we know like this train is still moving. Like we got to just keep it going. Um, so it's, it's fine. You know, it, sometimes it gets a little, we have to take a pause and we have to say, okay, let's mm -hmm. just go to content that's been banked or let's take a minute and breathe. But for the most part, I think we have a really, really good um, communication and energy between the two of us. Being together for several years, having your kids now doing this together and showing the joy of your relationship. Is there a piece of relationship advice that you consistently give people? Uh, really, but I, you know, if I had to, it would be sort of like, so my anthem for my life is find your happy. And I have a song coming out in January. Uh, I, I was going to ask him, you're working on that EP. Yes, yes, yes. And we had a couple setbacks, but we we're going to start with the first release in January. And then, um, subsequently after that, we have a couple of singles dropping, but the second one that's to come is find your happy. And that is a song that is very dear to my heart. And it's really the piece of advice that I give my friends, my loved ones, my children, like everybody in my life. It's not about what's on the outside. It's not about what's happening in this tornado around you that is life. It's about finding a moment to like center yourself and find your own happy. Because if you're happy on the inside, if you are happy within your own little space, everything else is just sugar on top, you know? And I think that that's true of relationships. And I think that that's true of friendships. And I think that that's true with children. I think that's true with like in work. If you're looking at all the other things that are going wrong, you're just not going to find that happiness inside of you. But if you can just stay grounded and you can put on that oxygen mask and find your happy, everything else sort of like falls into place. And then the other thing is, even though it doesn't seem like it's working in that moment, sometimes there's the universe knows better than we do. The universe is infinitely wiser than we are. So just trust and partner with that universe. And it, it's just one of those things that like, it will come. Yeah. It will, it will all eventually come to you. You just have to be patient and trust the universe. I mean, gosh, if you think about where you were two years ago or five years ago or 10 years ago, like did you have any idea this would be it? And look where the universe has brought you. <laughs> never, never, ever, ever. And I, I think that I use my example all the time for people that are kind of disappointed with things that they're struggling through or things that they're going through in that moment. I say, you know, look at me. I thought when I graduated from college, I thought this is it. I'm going to be a superstar. Like I'm going to record my first album. I'm going to release. I'm going to tour. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I got married and I ended up in Boston and I couldn't work. I couldn't do anything because I, I didn't have a green card. I didn't have any access to anything. I just stayed at home. I was a stay at home wife. And I wrote because I was working through all my emotions. I ended up in Tokyo where again, I couldn't work. I couldn't speak to my family because I was on the other side of the world. I kept writing. And when I came back to the States and like life started settling down, I got pregnant and I stayed <laughs> home with my kids. And I know I set my life up that way. Like I made choices and I'm owning up to my choices and my decisions, but it was not at all what I thought it would be. You know, it's not, if I had spoken to my 18 year old self and said, you know, do you see yourself doing this? I would say, no way. I'm going to be a singer and a songwriter yeah. and I'm going to be touring. And so here we are, God knows, I'm not even going to give, give you an indication of how many years have passed. <laughs> We've already established your 12. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, so, you know, after all those years, I say, okay, 
it is what it is. There were many years where I just kind of gave up on the fact that like, those were my old dreams, you know? Mm. And I said, maybe that's just not, that wasn't meant for me. And I meant to just be home with my kids. And I love that. And I, I want to nourish them and I want to give them the best life and the best parenting that I can possibly give them. And so for, there were definitely a few moments of, I wouldn't say weakness, but moments of just sort of like giving into that and just saying, okay, universe, whatever you want for me. But I crossed over that period and everything just sort of started happening. And so when you say finding your happy, give people a little more, especially in anticipation of the song, but a little more on what that means. Does that mean finding what you're passionate about? Like, you know, for you going back to singing into writing, or does that mean inner peace? Like what does finding your happy mean? How do people kind of do that? That's a really, really good question. And I think that it's depending on who you are and where you are in your life, what that means to you. I'll tell you what it meant for me. Um, I was sitting on my couch right here and I was watching the Lady Gaga special on Netflix. It's called five foot two. And I was feeling particularly sorry for myself that that afternoon I was watching this um, documentary on like, you know, six months or eight months or a year of her life following her around and watching this amazing artist do these incredible things, write her brand new album and record it and tour and just be fabulous all over the globe. And I sat there and I was like, that could have been me. Like I could have done that. And my kids were in school or something. And, and I just, I was just sitting there feeling sorry for myself. And then later on that afternoon, I was sitting at the piano and like playing all my sad emotions out at the piano. And my kids were home by then. And they started laughing and out came this song. Find your happy, be your happy, live your happy, love your happy. And I, you know, I said to myself, whatever my happy is, like in my, in this moment, I'm happy. And in this moment, she's also happy. And there was a scene in that, in the documentary that also came to my mind where she was like laying on her bed and she was in pain because of all the touring that she had done. And she had somebody working on her and she actually looked quite miserable. She didn't look really happy. (laughs) So I'm thinking to myself, okay everybody who seems happy, that's what they're showing you on the outside. And she also had some not so happy moments. And so I'm allowed to have not so happy moments, but I have to focus on the good ones. I have to focus on just being happy. And my kids laughing in the background while I was playing the piano and writing a new song, it just seemed like I had found my happy, you know? I, that's so beautifully put. I mean, and, and like you said, that contrast, cause you're kind of watching this life you thought maybe you could have, or you thought you would have had, but it's, it, you know, my fiance, it's still so weird for me to say, but he it's such says, a strange um, thing, isn't it? It's so weird. He always says nothing happens in a straight line and it's like simple, but when I really started to think about it, it's so true. You know, you might have this vision and I do think we have this linear society of like get educated and then get your job and pursue your career. But like nothing happens like that, especially in this business, there's no set plan of, and I'm going to work my way up through the ranks, you know? So it doesn't happen in a straight line and you don't know when that success or that happiness or that fulfillment might, when it, or where it might come from. It's funny that you say that because my first ever interview for this podcast was with uh, Sarah Shahi from Sex Life. Um, and that's her thing too. She like tells people, find your happy, follow your happy. And I'm so glad you're saying this again. Cause it's like a good reminder for me, but right. it's, uh, it's this simple thing that like is surprisingly hard to do, but it's so important to keep reminding yourself. Totally. Wow. Well, totally. I don't have any so tattoos. That- I don't have do. any tattoos. Um, but I always said if I was going to get a tattoo, it would be my daily reminder. And I would write, find your happy right here. I love it. So this, it, this is going to be your first single off the music coming in January. Uh, Find Your Happy is actually going to be number two. Oh. Um, the first one is going to be a song called Modern Irony. Ooh, this is so exciting. Yeah. So it's really happening because I was also going to ask you if this all kind of started in the pandemic for you and we're now, can't believe it, almost two years oh. later, mm-hmm. March 2022. <laughs> you have... Um, built this incredible following. And so you are working on your music and we're going to get this album. 
I hope so. That's my plan. <laughs> and, you know, it's par for the course with like life as a mom and life as I know it, like all the things that I thought how they would happen in my life, they've kind of gone this way and that way. They've taken their own path. Um, I was ready to release my album or my first single October 15th of this year. And we had a little hiccup and I was like, oh, okay, it'll just be a couple of weeks. And then it was six weeks later. And now we're like into December and I just, it doesn't feel, it feels too rushed. And so I'm like, let's just take the path of least resistance. Yeah. Let the universe just tell us what's right. And I don't mean like, just put your hands up and wait for things to happen. I think you have to work hard. I think you have to put your effort in, but if, if you're finding this resistance, I think that that's sort of when you say, okay, you know, best yeah. <laughs> let's just, let's just go. I I'm still going to release it. I'm still going to, I'm still going to push and put all my effort in but when it's ready. And when the time is right, then it will happen. And that's sometimes this hard thing to balance because we hear like work hard, you know, like work again, you know, you might have setbacks, but keep going. But then at the same time, like you're saying, sometimes you have to find like, if things are flowing this way, like go keep swimming, but go with the current. You know? yes. Like, yes, 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 yes. Go with the current. Exactly. Exactly. There is no sense in going against the current. Ugh. So, um, I'm going to let you go soon, but I did want to have just a couple quick rapid fire questions with you. Go for it. Number one, off the top of your head, your favorite roast line ever from the real Indian dad. My favorite roast line. Yes. Your favorite comment. If you have one, that one of the funniest things he's ever said. Okay. I, I just found it ridiculous and hilarious when I was straightening my hair and he said, first you made your hair all straight. Then you made it all curly. I remember this. this. And then another one is I was doing the white mascara and then the black mascara. And he's like, Who's coming after your eyelashes? <laughs> <laughs> like, why are we doing this? Because I said you have to protect your eyelashes with the base. And he's like, who is coming after your eyelashes? <laughs> what are we I protecting? He says the things that people think but don't say. He says the most, <laughs> the things where we think even, why haven't I thought about how dumb this is? Yes, exactly. <laughs> right. He pinpoints the obvious that we haven't even been able to um, verbalize. Yes, exactly. Um, what is uh, the the thing that you want? Like if, if you could bring him out into the world and have him roast someone or something, what do you want to see his commentary on? Do you have any future plans for videos that you can share? Um, what do I want to see his commentary on? Honestly, I have like life-size commentary going through all day, like every aspect of my life. So there's not one thing that you're not desiring. Like it's happening. (laughs) I'm I'm satiated. Um, Most incredible celebrity who slid into your DMs since all this happened. Oh, so many, so 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 many. Uh, Andy Grammer, JP Sachs, you. Uh, Dr. Uh, Dr. Phil. Oh, wow. Uh, John, John, John Legend Legend once commented on one of my songs, um, Denny McCarthy, like just some, and you know what? And Gronk. (laughs) Gronk. He's so nice. Would I ever have met Rob Gronkowski? You know, it's just like, it's such a cool thing to have these worlds collide. Um, but it, it, while it's really, really cool. And I'm so grateful for these opportunities do you realize how people are just really nice people and you find really nice people everywhere in every profession. And so what's really cool about it is to get to see the other side of that and to see that everybody's just out there hustling and doing what they do best. All right. And biggest thing you've learned in the past almost two years. The universe is infinitely wiser than we are. I love, I'm taking this today with me. have to trust it. My queen, I'm going with the current. I'm going with the universe. I'm finding my happy there in the waters. I love it. I love it. I will hear your voice singing to me as I swim. Yes. Oh, Lauren. Uh, I love it. Um, And okay. Have you ever revealed the face? Did I miss a video somewhere? Because I heard a rumor that you had said after 1 million YouTube subscribers, you might. And you're at 1.04. I know. I'm sorry. I know this is, I'll tell you the story. I don't like, I don't need you to reveal it. I know. I know a lot of people. So we, we are, have been torn. We have been torn. Um, 
a lot of people have messaged us saying, don't do it. I get like these DMs sometimes with like all caps, do not do face reveal. Like I will unfollow. <laughs> oh my gosh. You're getting threats. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, so we, we are, we promised we would do it and we are true to our word and we are going to do a face reveal. It's taking us a little bit longer than we had hoped to just, first of all, it was like, what do we do? We had an idea. We scrapped the idea. We had another idea. It wasn't working. We had a third idea. And it's so hard because we always use this emoji face. And so how to create that content in a cohesive way. And it's really probably the hardest piece of content that we would have created to date. Um, so it's just taking us a little bit longer than we had expected, but it's coming. The third single off your album, the face reveal. (laughs) (laughs) You know it. Oh, so I have your permission to finish the first two singles and then do the face (laughs) reveal, right? I'll say Lauren said I could do it. When you reveal him, can he be wearing one earring? (laughs) Sure. It'll be our inside joke for you, me, and all your listeners. Thank you. Uh, Sheena, thank you so much. I know you're so busy, so I'm going to let you go. Thank you for making the time. Um, Everybody, if you don't, which I'm sure you already do, but follow Sheena on Instagram, TikTok, and on YouTube. And um, your music coming out in January. We're all going to look for that. Can you reveal the name of the EP yet? or? Uh, It might be Find You're Happy. Okay. (laughs) Uh, the first song is going to be Modern Irony and the second one is Find You're Happy. So look out Amazing. for it. We, we're we still, we're going with the flow. <laughs> Go with that flow. So happy for you. Thank you Thank for you so coming much. today and so many congrats on everything. I love seeing also that like, you know, kind of two years after this all started, things are just still happening and you're still bringing people. I mean, your creativity like knows no bounds. You are still so incredible at bringing people that happy thing that they found with you. So thank you, my queen. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on. And it's just been such a pleasure to chat with you. All right, everybody. That was Sheena Melwani. I just adore her. I'm just bringing joy to the world. She sings, not me for a reason. Um, And thank you all for listening to this week's episode of Chic Shit Only. Tell your friends about the pod. You can find it on all the platforms you listen to, um, to podcasts too, and um, like and follow and leave a review. Thanks, everybody. All my love. Thanks for listening to me rant about my birthday. <laughs> and um Harry Potter and as usual <laughs> I'll see everybody next week and uh, happy holidays hope everyone's holiday plans are going well right now remember that even in the stress bless this mess it's a beautiful one all my love bye